Welcome to If You Only Knew, brought to you by the Diversity Movement, where Dr. Debbie Stroman talks race and diversity in sports with some of the most influential leaders at the intersection of athletics and racial equity. On today's episode, Dr. Debbie talks with Nick Monzi and Calvin Cyber from NBA Math Hoops, a board game, mobile app, and classroom curriculum that helps students learn fundamental math skills through basketball. Today, they're talking about why it's important for children to learn fundamental math skills and how NBA Math Hoops is so effective in helping them do it. Here's your host, UNC professor, entrepreneur, speaker, consultant, and advocate, Dr. Debbie Stroman. I want the checks, you keep the mate. It's been exhausting carrying the weight. It's been exhausting carrying the Welcome to If You Only Knew with Dr. Debbie Stroman. And I am excited because I have two of my favorite men in my life. The leaders, part of the backbone of NBA Math Hoops. So welcome, listening audience, to hear from Nick Monzi, the CEO, and Calvin Seibert, the Chief Academic Officer. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Debbie. Great to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So, Nick, let's get it started. How did NBA Math Hoops start? And tell me a little bit more about your background. Absolutely. So uh, NBA Math Hoops, one of the things that I love most about it is is that it was started in the classroom of a math educator uh, over 20 plus years ago really built just for the engagement and enthusiasm of his own students. He saw that they connected to sport, they connected to basketball. They didn't necessarily love the subject of math, but he saw an opportunity to build that bridge through NBA Math Hoops. Fast forward 10, 15 years beyond the initial creation of the the core game that sits at the center of the program, our organization, Learn Fresh, was formed to take this product and build it into a national and now global experience where students can be excited about the subject of math, learn social key social emotional skills, using and working with the stats of their favorite NBA and WNBA players. Uh, the experience now is distributed across most markets in the WNBA and the NBA, um, has over 100,000 students participating in the program each year and is growing year over year. We're now thinking about the opportunity that we have to transition this into a global experience given the international power of the game of basketball. Um, I have a background as a music educator originally, went to Syracuse in my undergrad, focused on entrepreneurship and marketing, transitioned into the education space through a master's degree at the Harvard Ed School. And while I was there, met the folks who were putting in place the foundation of the organization and the program, joined them as a co-founder and the rest is history. Well, I appreciate you so much and your leadership being able to work with little people, and then I'll just say older people like myself. So thank you for that. And of course, I'm really, really happy that you're in my home area in the sense of uh, Philadelphia area. So uh, got to get you more of those Philadelphia 76er gear. Love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, Calvin, I know you are a Detroit man. You love Michigan and you bring so much to MBA Math Hoops. You're the one who makes it come alive. So tell us about your role with the company. So um, thank you. Uh, I love my role because pretty much um, when I when I just go back to my background, um, a school teacher, 20 years in Detroit, um, just being in the space to educate students and to then find a, well, the program kind of found me, <laughs> actually. So the program found me, um, you know, in my classroom. And it's like to to be a part of a, a team 
of people that really do care about the education space. Uh, we really do care about kids and trying to uh, push them to the levels that they need to be pushed so that they can uh, you know, be able to compete in this world. So um, my role in, with the company is I'm the chief academic officer. Um, I, I help write the curriculums. Um, I do webinars. I train. I ref the games. So pretty much um, I enjoy the fact of being who I am and letting that shine pretty much. Like I, I love I love the education space. I love sports, basketball. I mean, <laughs> it's not my first love, but, uh, you know, basketball is, is, is my thing. You know, I told my dad when I was young, I was going to make it to the NBA. <laughs> and he used to say, how are you going to make it to the NBA if, if you're not, um, you know, a star player on your high school team? And I remember telling him, I was like, I don't know, dad. Some way, somehow, I'm going to make it to the NBA. So I love you. Made it. I love to mess with him and say, I remember I told you, man, through, he said, yep, you just had to, you had to go, go through the schooling and education is first. He always said that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy, you know, when they say, when you find a job that is not work, <laughs> like it's fun, like it's, this is fun. This is helping. Um, that that's who I was designed to be. So I'm well, we're uh, glad you're here. We're glad you're here. <laughs> And so you mentioned basketball, so you weren't a straight-up baller. And, Nick, we've never played out on the court together, but I have the feeling that I might be able to take take you to the hole a few times. But tell me about your love for basketball. <laughs> you probably could. Okay. Um, so my love – my my first favorite sport was baseball. I grew up around New York City as a Yankees fan as a kid, wearing my Brooklyn Dodgers hat, which is another story I'll share later. Um, but – you know, I, my first love was baseball growing up in the era of Derek Jeter and Bernie Williams and Jorge Posada and all those guys. Um, my love for basketball, I uh, was uneven as a kid. I guess the New York Knicks have had some good years and had some bad years so <laughs> up and down, uh, but really was was cultivated during my time at Syracuse, obviously a huge basketball school. And I just I developed a, a really strong passion for college basketball. Watching Syracuse basketball is one of my favorite things to do still. It, it gets me all riled up. So, so um, and now the league, the NBA has become such a dynamic league with such interesting people and personalities and diversity that it, it's, in, in my opinion, the most relevant league in the world. Well, not only that, but also due to their, let's just say, more progressive way to empower their players. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, it's interesting. I wore number 10 in college because of Walt Frazier. And so the Knicks were my team as well. And so I understand the pain of many, many New Yorkers and people all over the world who really, really want the Knicks to get back in, into the game, so to speak. But, you know, let's talk about math. You know, everybody is talking now about STEM. And in fact, some of the folks in the humanities sector are mad because it seems like all the attention's on STEM, STEM, STEM. We know humanities is important, but certainly, you can't get a job. You can't be effective if you don't know math. And what I'm talking about is your basic math tables. So, Nick, tell us why math. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I kind of see math as being, I don't know if this is dramatic or not, but almost like a human rights issue. Like you need to know math to manage your own personal finances. And for better or worse, we live in a world which is driven by the economy. We live in a world in which money really matters whether you want it to or not, and you need to be able to 
go to the grocery store and understand what you're spending money on. Like look at interest rates for a mortgage or a credit card or a loan or whatever and understand what you're absorbing. You know, negotiate a salary. Uh, all these things are ubiquitous. It's not just a matter of it being a part of your career. It's a, about helping to build a foundation for your life. So when I think about placing math at the center of the program, it's a foundational skill that's necessary for everyone. And then it even cuts into careers that, and, and I'm really passionate about this as someone who's a musician and has done a lot of work in music education. It cuts across careers that will go way beyond what we consider to be traditional STEM fields. Music is rooted in math. Yeah. Graphic design and art, art, you know, artistic practice is in many ways rooted in math. So my big thing is just, it's a subject that everyone around the world needs to have some sort of base in to operate in the society that's been developed for us. So let's make sure that everyone has that. Well, thank you for that. That is really, really important. Now we know that for just, we're up to us. I don't know if we'd be so far. It really takes teachers. It takes educators. So Calvin, can you tell us about the amazing educators that are connected with NBA Math Hoops, what their role is, and how did they make it work in their programs, in their schools? So pretty much, yeah, we've got amazing educators. Um, I, I, I kind of have to circle it back to myself because when I actually taught the program in 2017, you know, I went to a training, Nick trained me. And I just was like, are you kidding me? This, <laughs> this can be done in a classroom? Like, I've come up with, you know, cool ideas and things to, you know, make my classroom work year after year. I've re reinvented myself over and over. But I was like, wow, this one is done. <laughs> like, I get to just put my spice on this. This is amazing. And so, um, you know, the excitement of the teacher really makes the difference. You know, um, me being, you know, NBA, my background, and I do have to say baseball was my first love as well. And then it was bowling and then basketball. So we, we kind of, we're the same with that. But, um, you know, when you've got teachers that are passionate about learning and education and their kids, that's the game changer right there. That's the moment where the educators, they look at a program and they go, wow, this can, I can work this. And then when their students start to get on the same page and they're just as pumped, now it's like game over. We provide them with lesson plans and everything. Isn't that correct? So we, so the educators go to a training. Uh, now they're online, of course, online trainings. And uh, we provide them with the, the whole experience from the, the curriculum, the season schedule. We, we give all of the educators all of the tools to be able to implement it within their classroom. And, um, you know, we have an online platform called the My LFCA, which, which is pretty much uh, the Learn Fresh Coaches Association. Everyone joins that. And, and after they join that, they have access to all of us. They have access to every online, plat you know, all of the videos, the resources. You know, we have the blueprint and we're, we're sharing it. And that's pretty much what it is. There's the, the extra things that you can put your own, you know, your own style. That's the easy part. Um, but the, you know, the, the actual curriculum, it, it is um, very doable. It's, um, you know, our program is for third through eighth graders. So those teachers that are within that, those grades, um, it's a really polished program for them to walk in and be able to do it and their kids be successful. Excellent. That's wonderful. Now, Nick, we are in the time of the pandemic. 
And certainly I've experienced, you know, even my students, my learners being frustrated with Zoomitis, you know, being on the digital platform. They're not having the experience of being a college student or even a high school student, middle school, elementary. It's just not the same. But yet, MBA math comes to the rescue. Can you talk to our audience about our digital platform and how we're still serving all across the country? We've been so lucky over the course of the summer to have the funding and the opportunity to build out a digital edition of the NBA Math Hoops game. So at the center of all this, the community work, the curriculum that Calvin's talking about, there is this game that functions just like the game of basketball. You have a starting lineup of NBA and WNBA players using their real stats and that game has always been a physical product that's produced by Hasbro, donated to our organization to share with schools and after-school programs around the country. This summer, we pivoted that game to a digital learning experience or a digital platform. So now students, you know, one of the things that we think about is equity. So having a, having access to both a physical and a digital product is important, especially for students or communities or families that don't have access, reliable access to connection or devices. But we've been able to create those multiple options. So now in this time of COVID, we're able to distribute either or to families, to schools, to out of school time programs. Um, and we've seen it that be super successful. So we've continued to distribute through those virtual trainings that Calvin's been talking about to all the regions that we've historically worked in around the country. Um, a few new regions have popped up as well uh, this year and, and some awesome partnerships like a national relationship with the Boys and Girls Club of America, which has now equipped hundreds of clubs across the country and even around the world um, with the program experience. So we made a quick pivot and now we're thinking about how we can continue to build off of that digital platform. The ultimate goal really being with NBA Matthews to create what I would describe as a, a fantasy sports league for kids focused on education. Well, that is just amazing. And one way that we can certainly help the education sector is providing fun and feasible tools that they can use during a very difficult time period. And again, I, you know, you know my passion about this and I know you are passionate about it. But to think that we can take advantage of technology during a very, very challenging time and still help many, many educators, which in turn helps the students and their parents and their guardians. So let's switch Got to talk about social justice. I mean, this is real. And, you know, I've definitely stated that we have two pandemics going on. We've got health and safety with coronavirus, and then we've got race and racism concerns. And I know both of you are leaders in this space and how you think and how you feel about how we can all come together. It's all about unity. So, Calvin, how about if you get us started? Are there any particular athletes or coaches that you respect? for their racial justice activism? Who do you support? Who do you follow? So uh, to be honest, you know, um, LeBron James has really, he's got a real special place with me. You know, I'm, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. So it's kind of like, you you know, in those stages, you was like, you had to pick between the two, Kobe or LeBron. And, and I was always Kobe, but I, I noticed uh, that LeBron has, I was missing out on some things. You know, going for who my favorite was, and um, throughout you know everything that's been going on, I've, I've been listening to him, and I, I really like how he speaks on how Black Lives Matter. It's not a movement; it's a lifestyle. You know, it, he talks about how all of the deaths and things that have gone on, and he, I don't remember players really speaking out on things like this. Things like this have been going on since I was a kid, to be honest. 
Rodney King. Uh, we can go back. I don't remember any NBA players coming out and speaking actually on that. So um, the fact that LeBron James, um, I, I had an issue with like, you know, his name, they call him King James and stuff like that. I had an issue with that in the earlier stages. But you are really tough. I am. I, I mean, I'm I'm from you know the bad boy era, so <laughs> I was raised you know <laughs> a little bit different when it comes down to you know certain teams and whatnot. But um, I I really do like how he has capitalized on his on all of his opportunities from bringing his boys with him to where he is now. Um, he married his high school sweetheart. He's taking care of his children. He's doing, he's got his own school. I mean, I can't, I was trying to figure out, you know, it's funny when you have battles with, with your friends about who you like and, you know, rap, basketball players, just all of that. And it's like, everybody has their own opinion about it. And it's okay to have your own opinion is what, what it is. But when I really broke down everything about LeBron James, I'm like, man, this dude is solid. He's not Kobe Bryant. No, he's not on the basketball court. He's his own player just like everyone is. Nobody can duplicate another player. But off the court, LeBron James has, he's kind of like been the king of what is going on and the voice. He's playing for a team and, you know, he's, he's with the Lakers. I've all, you know, I've liked the Lakers too back, you know, I can go back to Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I can go back to all those days. Um, But when I, when I think about LeBron James, I, I just, He's fearless on speaking about the things that need to be spoken about, flat out. I appreciate, yeah. He's going to say it, and and when you think of all the people that are watching behind, I mean, it's almost like being being a man of color. Sometimes you have to tread lightly, allegedly. You have to be careful about the things that you say when you are in a space of uh, millions and billions of dollars. So, I really um. I liked how he speaks out um, about things from the heart. Um, you know, he's respectful at the same time. It's like, you know, when he did say that the Black Lives Matter is it's a lifestyle. Every day we wake up, if you're black, you're black. It's not just a movement. Um, you know, I've experienced uh, racism and and things like this all of my life, but I've never been in a space where I can actually actually talk about it. Like this thing happened to me when I was in high school and this happened to me in college. You know, it's like there are a lot of things that go on, but when it starts to just hit the fan, enough is enough. And um, I'm so glad that the Lakers and LeBron James, he's, I'm not sure what his title is, but he spoke about not playing um, during the bubble when everything was going on. He spoke on that. And I remember you know, he, he he was a big influence on that. And then we also, with Learn Fresh, we pivoted and, and, and followed right along with it. We we didn't continue our, our virtual championship that we had going on at, in that moment. Well, so, that's amazing that we can be influenced by, you know, some of the top influencers in sport and entertainment to the extent that we can drill it down and take care of and do something similar on a local level. So, Nick, how about you? I know LeBron is the king. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go t- two old and and one current. So, uh, as I mentioned, I have a real love for the game of baseball. Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente are two of my icons and idols. And I grew up really spending a lot of time as a as a historian, like a, a young historian of the game of baseball, learning about the impact that they had. Um, I wear this hat in part because 
most of my family, well, all of my family, when they came to the U.S., they rooted themselves in Brooklyn, but also as a tribute to Jackie and the work that he did through through the Dodgers. And then Roberto, um, you know, my my fiance, uh, half of her family is Puerto Rican and just the impact that he has on the Puerto Rican culture is so significant and the Latin American culture is so significant. Um, today, uh, and I'm so, so happy that he's here in Philadelphia now, but Doc Rivers yeah. is someone that I just absolutely love. He speaks truth about the moment. He speaks truth about the movement. And I think that a lot of players really look up to him as someone who can guide and lead on a lot of the issues that we're facing right now. And for the city of Philadelphia, um, what he's going to mean for the moment, I think is going to be significant. He's just, he's such an asset to the community of the NBA at large. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what he's going to do here in Philadelphia. Well, thank you for lifting up the older folks, you know, I always give a celebration or applause when we have young people who can go back and name those who've gone before them. I mean, you all know there are a lot of young people playing different sports professionally who don't know about a lot of the folks who paved the way. So thank you for lifting up uh, those two as well. And I'll add Maya Moore. And so many times we do look at the men, but Maya Moore, her story and be able to, to be able to stop in the prime of her career for social justice. Um, I mean, it just doesn't get any more courageous than that. So Nick, tell us a little bit more about MBA Math Hoops and our focus, because we certainly try to assist brown and black communities. Tell us about our focus there. Yeah, so as an organization, our explicit areas of focus in terms of who we're looking to serve through our work, one is uh, girls, so girls who, who have traditionally enjoyed less equity in STEM careers and fields, uh, students of color, and then students from low-income communities. Um, and obviously, there's crossover amongst all yeah. three of those things in different areas, but those are our primary uh, primary groups of focus. Um, and specifically for black and brown students, you know, one of the things that we look at is representation. So Calvin's brought this up a lot, and Calvin, feel free to chime in here as well. But so many times the curricula that we're putting into classrooms doesn't include names or faces of students, of, of people who look like the students who are learning the work. So one of the things that I love about MBA Matthews is just that from a, from a baseline representation standpoint, you can put that program into almost any classroom in the country, almost in the world, and a student will find someone who looks like them and who represents them in their community. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And then I think there's a lot of value in putting the league into classrooms right now. We, you alluded before to the, the progressive nature of the league's response, particularly the players and the stance that they've taken on social justice and racial equity. To have that be a conversation piece and, and the center of a curricular experience in a classroom, not only for black and brown students in their own classroom, but also for white students in their classrooms mm -hmm. as well. There's a tremendous amount of power in that because it, it opens up a dialogue to uh, to talk about inclusion and talk talk about representation, um, so that's really really meaningful. And then we're thinking about that as as we cut across to other programs too. Uh, just to foreshadow, you know, we're working on a program called Eco Tour, which leverages a performing artist tour to talk about environmental and financial literacy and the ability for you know students and communities of color to advocate for some of the environmental concerns that are happening in their communities, right, or to advocate for their own financial well being. Those are really powerful. Um, things that we can uplift through our work and, and in ways that, again, feel really authentic for just kids' interests outside of the classroom. And that's wonderful because, as we know, a lot of these things are all connected. 
whether we're talking about education, environment, healthcare, criminal justice, these systems are connected to one another. And certainly we're doing our part in the education sector, which will help others. Calvin, you have anything else to add there in terms of working with communities that really need to see representation that look like themselves? And that's, so what I, I, what I love doing is going into classrooms and speaking to students and giving them the other side. So, you know, pretty much a lot of kids, you ask them, what do they want to be when they get older for the last 20 years of my education <laughs> teaching? I want to be an NBA player. I want to be an NFL player. I want to be a rapper. I want to be a dancer, a singer. So I get it. And what, what, I, what I like to share with my students is that, did you know that you could make it to the NBA without playing? There are jobs in the NBA that have nothing to do with being on the court <laughs> and actually playing. Because for some reason, there's this stigma that, you know, black boys want to either be rappers or NBA players. And I actually fit right in that. I said the same thing. And uh, my raps aren't so good. They're just basic. <laughs> and my uh, jump shot is 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 below 30%. <laughs> so. But to hear for the kids to see um, a black man uh, as a teacher in the education space, sharing other avenues of jobs that they can, you know, that they can get in careers, actually, in the same space where they want to be. Now we're now we're pulling them in and they didn't even know that. So there's where I get to share my story, because a lot of times I come into the classrooms decked out with NBA gear, of course. Um, and they're like, do you play on a team? <laughs> and then I get to share how I don't actually play on a team, but there are so many other opportunities for professional teams that you can get a job in that they had no idea. And that's a good point because that is about exposure. And so many young people all across the country just need the exposure of what are the possibilities you know, I remember as a little girl going to our library and just falling in love, you know, besides the basketball court and the kickball field, you know, I loved being in the library, just sitting on the floor and just opening up books and reading. So that's wonderful. Now, listening audience, we've got three passionate people here around NBA math hoops. So uh, Nick, how about if you start us off, tell us why someone should get involved, you know, from the professional athlete, you need to join us to the educator, uh, to parents, you know, why get involved with NBA Math Hoops? Yeah, I think fundamentally it's about joy and, and our students. And this is a moment where joy can really be lacking if, if you don't try and find it with everything that's going on in the world and everything that we've dealt with over the course of the year. Um, so I, I think for anyone who wants to be involved, whether you're an educator looking to bring the program to your students, whether you're a, a parent who wants to engage their their child in something new, whether you're a donor who wants to put your resources towards something that'll better the world, I think providing students with joy in the moment right now is critical. Um, and then beyond that, it's, it's about all the things that we've been talking about in this conversation about having appropriate representation in the in the things that we're putting in front of our students about creating opportunities for, for students to acquire the skill sets they that they need to be successful in math but then also in their lives 
beyond and also to create opportunities for students to see the bigger picture to connect education with community and to show them the the relevance of all the things that they're doing in the classroom thank you thank you for that and so when i think about how we are structured we've got learn fresh and nba math hoops is one of our offerings but learn fresh is an amazing group of people who are committed to helping this philosophy, these products come alive. And so I'm very, very blessed to be on the Learn Fresh team. Calvin, I know you're a great recruiter for NBA Math Hoops as well. Tell the listening audience, what do you think? Why should they people get involved with us? I call us the dream team. We all are from different areas, but we all have the same passion about helping kids and moving them to the next level and letting them shine. You know, it's something to have a kid that wasn't the popular kid in the school, but the kid ends up doing well with our program, ends up winning a championship humbly, you know, to experience that. You know, it's like like Nick said, the joy, it's 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 unmatched right now. Um, and, and, and our students, they need that. This is a, a time of the of the of our lives where things are uncertain we do have a program here that can kind of, it's like an escape, if you will. Like I can, I can figure this out and I can do this fun and it is fun kind of like video games, if you will. Like sometimes we play video games to, to, you know, take off the edge or just to, you know, as a pastime, but we actually have a, a curriculum that, that keeps kids excited. Um, you know, we've got, we have a mobile app as well <laughs> that, that the kids can download another resource. And it's just like, you know, this basketball space is a really fun place to disguise learning <laughs> and, and keep the kids excited. Now, Nick, can you build on that about the social emotional aspect of what we also do? The social emotional aspect is is really a 50-50 proposition with any of our programs. So we think about it being, you know, whatever the academic skill set is that is that we're trying to cover, but then also social emotional development. We really want to create opportunities for students to learn how to work in teams, how to negotiate things like compromise, right? Which is so lacking in our society these days. But wow. the idea of compromise, the idea of integrity, you know, how to how to say when you did right and say when you did wrong and and own up to both. Uh, those skill sets are embedded not only through the way that students engage with the program or the game itself, but also in the curriculum. So students have an opportunity to think critically about it, write about it, talk about it in their class. That's a huge part of the learning. We see social emotional development being something that should be integrated with the kind of standard learning practices, or the standard academic subjects that student have, students have to deal with as a as a principle. That's a, that's a foundational principle of ours. Um, and just on the team side, I just have to shout out to the team in general. Like I always say like, the Learn Fresh family because it is yes. literally like a family, like the board, the, the team, the staff, mm -hmm. whatever. It's like a family. Uh, like, you know, we, we just have there's such a close bond amongst all of us um, that I just gives me such confidence about the future of the organization and how we can grow together and build together. Um, no one's flawless. No one's without opportunity to grow. But I think we all we all embrace that in each other and we, we grow together. Oh, well stated, well stated. So when it's all over, Calvin, and you're sitting in your rocking chair watching your favorite team, Detroit Pistons, or maybe another one, if you, ref if you reflect back on the your- The Lakers. All right. 
If you reflect back on your career, Calvin, what do you want people to remember you for? That's a great question. I I, I want people to rem to remember me as the game changer, which I go by on Instagram. I go by the name the game changer of education, but at the end of it, I want people to know to know that I gave it all. Like I really do want to help people. When I my first teaching job. The principal asked me, uh, why do you want to be a teacher? Just like that. And I remember saying, <laughs> I, I just want to change kids' lives. And he said, aw, that's like the right answer. But seriously, what do you? <laughs> and I'm like, no, serious, that is my answer. Like, I do just want to change kids' lives. I want them to bounce back from something hard. I want them to realize that they can be whatever they want to be. And I think that goes along with my name, the game changer. I feel like I want to, I want everybody to be able to change the game of whatever game they're doing. Put your own spice on it, put your own shine on it and make it happen. <laughs> you are certainly doing that. We are so appreciative of your, not only your brilliance, but your enthusiasm, Thank your you. enthusiasm. It is definitely, uh, infectious. Nick, what do you want to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for bringing people together. Uh, I have a real foundational belief in the the beauty of our differences and diversity, but also the, the real commonalities that we all share as people that I think get often, often get overlooked amidst all the divisiveness in the world today. I have a tremendous personal passion for travel because it just because I love to learn about different people's ways of living and culture and all around the world, you know, in the US, all around the world. I, I, I crave that uh, just because it, it's a learn. It's a constant learning experience. And one of the things that I've absorbed through that process is just that there there is such richness in the world and everyone, all these different cultures and, and areas of the world and, and countries and 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 peoples have so much to offer. And yet every time I go somewhere new, it there's some familiarity about it. If you really embrace and, and listen to other people. And at the end of the day, I, I just hope that I'm able to, to help in some measurable way, bring folks a little bit closer together and create a little bit more common understanding amongst all of us. Well, thank you for that. So we're talking about changing lives. We're talking about connecting people. We're talking about having fun and teaching. What a wonderful combination. So thank you, Coach Calvin. And thank you, Coach Nick Monzi uh, from Learn Fresh NBA Math Hoops. And if you want to learn more, nbamathhoops.org. And we are always, always looking for people to join our team. And if you can support us, we are greatly, greatly appreciative. So thanks again. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you, Nick. NBA Math Hoops. Thank you, Debbie. I want the checks. You keep the bait. It's been exhausting carrying the weight. It's been exhausting carrying the weight. Been accused of stealing the review. That was Dr. Debbie Stroman with Nick Monzi and Calvin Cyber from NBA Math Hoops. To learn more about the game, visit nbamathhoops.org. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This show was edited and produced by EarFluence and is brought to you by thediversitymovement.com.
intro and outro music for this episode is from Soteria, and you can find more of her music at imsoteria.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on If You Only Knew with Dr. Debbie Stroman.